Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Anderson. I decided to end my decade-long love affair with alcohol in 2012 at 29 years old. I chose to live openly as a recovering alcoholic with honesty and humor while figuring it out one day at a time. This space will bring you weekly episodes of my own personal experiences with my addiction and sobriety, as well as me interviewing incredible souls who are living life without drugs and alcohol. This podcast is here to inspire you, empower you, uplift you, and bring you some laughter along the way in your own journey. Sit back, relax, and let's have a time. Hey, welcome to the Sober Vibes podcast. I am your host, Courtney Anderson. You are listening to episode 50. Super grateful to be at episode 50. If you have listened from the get, thank you so much for being here and taking your precious time and and energy and listening to me and my sister and I show and or with the guests who have been on. It really means a lot to me. It really does. And the response we've gotten from this show has been incredible very loving and supportive. And I just really appreciate it. If you're new, thank you for tuning in and feel free to go back to episode one to catch up on all the shows. So before we get started, I recently launched a couple weeks ago, my new sober focused coaching program. It is for women only. Come join. Again, it's monthly. Four group coaching calls a month. I have a workshop each month, different theme. And it's really there to support for your journey and your sobriety. Even if you're sober curious, I meet you with where you are at. And all the tools I provide is really for anybody, whether you're starting off at day three, or you're on five years of sobriety, and you're looking for healing and guidance and coaching in that, because each year is different. So You can visit CourtneyRecovered.com to check it out, or the direct link is in the show notes below. So getting into today's podcast, I wanted to share, because this is a hard topic, okay? And it's going based off to announcing last week, I am pregnant, which I'm very excited. And I've sounded nasally and or out of breath. It's because I've obviously been pregnant for the past almost 17 weeks. So who knew that you would be all out of breath? Like I've been huffing and puffing, you guys. Again, more stuff that moms need to share, pregnant women need to share. And I did not know that this nasal congestion was such a thing. So the stuff I'm learning is all brand new. So I wanted to discuss staying sober through the whole IVF process. Because this was one of the most challenging, difficult journeys I've ever been on in my life. And it's not like it was a year or six months. This was a good six years. In August, I'll be nine years sober. So we are talking six years out of almost nine that I've had to struggle with this. And it wasn't like this was like a once a year thing. We're talking about every month for 12 months of the year. So any period I got, it was a fucking disappointment. It was a letdown. And then those hormones with your your period rage, you had a process. I had a process then. And it's very difficult to explain this to somebody who is not in that situation. Yes, you can tell a person like, the time will come. There's options, blah, blah, blah. 
But when you are in it, that's not really what you want to hear. Because and then when you're in it for a couple years, you're just kind of thank you, but shut the fuck up, please. Okay. So getting through this process in this journey sober, trust me, there were days and again, I started this man and I started trying for kids before we got married. Okay. Definitely within that year, because I didn't care if I was going to be a pregnant bride or not. I, I didn't. When people say that's like their happiest day of their lives. Sometimes I don't get it. Like, it was a wonderful day, and I'm very happy and grateful to married Matt. But, like, that wedding planning was fucking terrible. That's a lot. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) So, going back to it, I didn't care if I was pregnant at my wedding. And, obviously, drinking wasn't an issue for me. Like, I I wasn't, like, because I was sober. And I was just, like, I I don't care if I'm pregnant because drinking's not my life. So, anyways. So, we started trying before we got married. And when we were trying, I was around two and a half, three years sober. I'm just doing the math, okay? That's still newly sober. It's not a year, but those first couple years, I have said it before, each year is fucking different in your sobriety and recovery. Again, that's why I didn't start doing coaching with women in sobriety to a certain point of my own recovery because I had to fucking get my shit straight and heal and learn and grow within my own skin before I started being able to help others in this field. So going into this, the first couple of years, it was very hard and it was very triggering to sit there and get my period and or get very disappointing news because it's just how the fuck do I numb out? Now I can't go and have a drink. That's what I was used to doing. And then some months it was like devastating news. This has not been all roses and butterflies and unicorns and scrunchies. There was some very difficult news during these years. And were there times where I was like mentally thinking, man, I wish I could be a normal drinker. Absolutely. Or man, I would really love to go get fucked up after this month. Like, of course. But did it mean that I did it? No, because I had to keep reminding myself, even in the most triggering times, that alcohol would never solve it. Alcohol was not going to bring a child into my life that next day. There wasn't going to do anything that alcohol was not going to cure this IVF problem. Okay. And I won't go into all the IVF stuff. I do have to put this in here now. I'm not going to go into what we all had done, blah, blah, blah. When I announced my pregnancy, and now I'm beginning to understand too why some people don't announce their pregnancy on social media. When I announced my pregnancy the other day, I did have one woman who was trying to push me in DMs on what exactly happened. And I was being very... I was setting a boundary in these con- in this conversation and was clearly nicely avoiding her question in a way other than just saying we were in the IVF process because that's really nobody's business. Even though I'm talking to you about it now, it's not on you to push someone's boundaries. But if you are doing that, then you have your own issue with your own boundaries. And this I understood in this conversation with this with this woman. Am I mad at her? No. But... I just stopped responding after a certain point. So that's why I wanted to add that in because I'm not ever going to go into this is what we did. This is what happened because I respect 
privacy. And I respect privacy and when it comes to, for the most part now, with my marriage and this particular topic. Because in the long run, and how you speak about stuff, in the long run, when this little dude is 18, 19, and gets his little ears on these podcasts, that's this affects him. This doesn't just affect me. You get what I mean? So that's why I choose to keep some of this stuff private, and which is all good. All good in the hood. So going back <laughs> to staying sober through the IVF process, it really is a thing of going back to remembering your why and also to that alcohol is not going to solve the problem. It's just in the long run going to add more stress and chaos into your life going through a very difficult time, honestly. And then you're going to wake up the next morning. I had to play the tape in my head many of times, many of times in many months that I had to play that tape in my head and be like, okay, if I drink, what will happen? Let me play out this 24 hours. Courtney goes and drinks and it's all fun and games. And then till about midnight, when nobody wants to deal with me and I turn into a gremlin and then start rage texting or telling Matthew I want to fucking kill him, which I don't. Standing over his bed, maybe possibly losing a cat, ending up in jail, ending up in the hospital. At this point, also, all the days and time I've spent into myself of working on myself without alcohol, all of that thrown out the window. I do have to say, though, with that, if you do relapse, you have a little uh, bump in your road. You can't ever forget the time that you had sober previous to that because that is work that you did on yourself. And I firmly believe that. That's why some people can count days and others can't. So we're all different. But for me, that's why I look at my counter every day. It's That keeps me grounded and leveled out. Because we don't know what's going to happen to us. And in this journey, it was, I had no control of this. I only couldn't control so much. And that is myself and choosing not to drink for that day. So it really is something that you have to consciously be aware of. This is not going to bring my little one to me any sooner. And I had to surrender. I had to surrender for years and years. And there was a book that I read years ago, which I love called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. And I've read this book, I think I've read it like two or three times. I'm actually going to read it here soon again because it's a nice refresher. And for me, it's helped in my spiritual journey. And in there, she had problems trying to conceive too. But she talked about in there of how she would look for signs, okay? And so one day she was bummed out. She asked for a sign of when her child was coming, okay? And she looked out her window, there was wild turkeys in her backyard. So she looked up the meaning of wild turkeys, and it had meant, wild turkeys meant, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank, because this pregnancy brain is real. Wild turkeys meant birth, meant fertility, something like that, okay? So she always, when she asked for a sign, it would be wild turkeys, and they would show up. So for the past three years, I shit you not, you guys, Anytime I had issues within the IVF process, it was, I would ask to see wild turkeys and they would fucking show up. It was crazy, but I have to credit to that. And anytime I would see that, and she says it in her book too, where she would see it and she's like, all right, my baby is coming. 
And so I've repeat anytime I saw wild turkeys, I would look be like my baby is coming. And a couple weeks before we went to the IVF clinic in the beginning of the year, wild turkeys, Matt and I were driving somewhere and wild turkeys showed up. And I was like, that's a sign of fertility. Our baby is coming. And here we are. Okay. So if it's something like that you need to get into on a spiritual spiritual journey or your relationship with God, higher power, church, whatever makes you feel good and feels connected to riding the wave out sober on this journey, I highly recommend it to you. If you are going on the, if you are on this path, my heart goes out to you because it's very hard and I understand the disappointment and it's a highs and lows and it, if it's affected your relationship, I know it. It affected mine for a, a solid year there. It was very hard. And you talk to anybody who is in that fertility space who works at these clinics, they understand how hard it is. I totally understand. And it's something that can destroy marriages and destroy relationships. It can financially take you down a hole. Just mentally, it's very hard. So staying sober through this, if you have been doing that, pat yourself on the back because you fucking rule. Honestly, you fucking rule. I told a friend who congratulated me, she's sober too. And I told her, I said, do you know how hard that was to do that fucking sober? Oh, I can't even imagine. So it is very hard. And if if you need an ear to talk to or to listen to and about this, I'm always here for you. Sobervibes at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram. DM me and I'm here for you. So remember, the one number one tip I can give you is that alcohol is not going to solve this problem. And it's just going to add on. And then it's going to continue then to take you down into a shame cycle, bring that anxiety about, and then make you feel less than as you already do. Because it is one of those things. It's It gets to a point, and in the past couple of years, I will say this, I switched around my attitude too, because it's a grieving process as well, where... Instead of getting into that negative headspace of, oh, here's another baby announcement and getting resentful, because resentments are not good for people with drinking problems, I celebrated for people. And if that happened to somebody, I would say to myself, celebrate them, congratulate them, and then say to myself, this is going to happen to me one day. My baby is coming, okay? So that's a lot of that. I changed my tune and also well of congratulating somebody who would ask them questions. And that could actually go for anything in your life that you feel like you want more of, okay? Of asking questions and, and getting curious and celebrating somebody's victory. If they bought a house, if you want to buy a house and you have a friend who just bought a house, celebrate it with them and then ask them questions of anything you need to know of tips or tricks of buying a home. And it really is that what you put out there comes back to you in some way. And that's how I felt like that changed for me in the past couple of years. Because there was a moment there too, I would get really, you know, sometimes going to kids' birthdays was starting not to become fun anymore. Because I'm like, am I ever going to have that? (laughs) Or seeing all the announcements on social media. It's just, is that ever going to happen to me? It's just, it just takes you down a little bit. But then in the past couple of years of more of my spiritual journey happening, I learned to celebrate it for others. 
because that was being generally happy too for somebody else that they get that experience. So look at it like that as well. Okay, that's what I got for you today. I hope that helped. I hope it made sense. I hope I didn't go off on a tangent. Because <laughs> sometimes when I talk to myself like this, I'm like, did that episode make sense? So I hope it did. Okay. And I really do. If you're suffering through this, I like, I'm sending you a big hug, a big hug. And you are loved and your baby is coming. So thank you for tuning in. Again, connect with me on Instagram. I do have a great Facebook community for women only, Sober Vibes, obviously on Facebook. Don't forget to get your 30-day free Sober Not Boring calendar. I did 30 days of activities you can do sober. Link is in the announcements. Uh, No, link is in the show notes. See, I always fuck that up. Link is in the show notes. All right, you guys have a great day and keep on trucking.